Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520 Blanketing. 17 states and much of Canada. Back by popular demand, we have Erie County Republican Chairman Nick Langworthy, who is often mentioned to be a future New York State Republican chairman in coming years. He's young, he's bright, he's aggressive. A little bit of information about Nick Langworthy. Unanimously elected as chairman of the Erie County Republican Committee in 2010. He was reelected in 2012, 14, and 16. First elected at 29 years of age. He's the youngest person ever to be elected chairman of any political party in Erie County, New York. In his tenure as Erie County Republican chair, Nick Langworthy has re-energized and modernized the Republican Party and placed a major emphasis on growing the grassroots of the GOP in the digital age while sticking to core Republican principles of smaller government, lower taxes, and greater personal responsibility. That's our guest, Nick Langworthy, backed by popular demand. While we're taping this program, there's a tremendous crisis, the biggest storm in the history of the continental United States and Texas now going into Louisiana, Mississippi, and President Trump was there. I believe he's going back on the uh, day of the airing of the show on Saturday. How do you think the President of the United States is handling perhaps the biggest natural disaster in the history of the United States, Nick Langworthy? Well, thank Brian, thank you for having me and, and putting me on the show today. I, I mean, I believe our president has done an incredibly admirable job so far. Um, work, you know, he's, he's, he's pushed all this partisan divide that's been going on in this country to the sidelines, and he's gotten to work doing what he was elected to do, which is, you know, take care of people. And you have seen <clears throat> a uh, seamless response by the federal government working with the officials in Texas to get the job done for those that need our help. And our thoughts and prayers go out to so many uh, Texans that are affected by this just horrible storm. I mean, the, the amount of rain that's been received there is just, uh, you can't get your head around 50 inches of rain and how much that is. So, um, you know, I, I can't imagine what they're going through there, uh, but I believe that our president has answered the call. And he was there yesterday, you know, managing the crisis, letting the people on the ground do the work uh, while he is managing from uh, from a higher level. Now, I, I find this just ridiculous. Uh, they have a picture in the Buffalo News today of Melania Trump with her high heels, which she was getting, I believe, on the plane on Virginia to go to Texas, mm -hmm. and they belittle the First Lady of the United States, how inappropriate. Well, of course, she had sneakers on the helicopter, and when she got off, she wore sneakers. I mean, isn't this the, to the point of stupidity of uh, belittling the First Lady of the United States on what shoes she wears to get on a helicopter? I mean, isn't this repulsive? It's it's dishonest. It's fake news, and it's what we should come to expect. I mean, we have so many media outlets 
that their only purpose is to try to belittle and embarrass the President of the United States. Uh, they reject the fact that he was elected. They reject the fact that uh, uh, people uh, in this country made the decision to support Donald Trump despite the, his unconventional uh, candidacy. And they cannot get their head around the fact that he is the commander-in-chief. He is the leader of the free world. And uh, they will take every nitpicky opportunity they can get their hands on to try to belittle him or his family uh, to delegitimize his presidency. And, and it's sad. Um, it is an unfortunate period in our, in our nation's history where we can't trust the media as an institution. Um, you know, the burden is really on our citizens to sort through uh, fact from fiction on, on what they're receiving on a daily basis from uh, what they are getting on a daily basis uh, from the uh, mainstream media. It, it's just, you know, in a different era, you got what the facts from Walter Cronkite. Now there is no figure in, in our nation's media that people can, can, can trust. You know, I'd like to talk a little bit about this Charlottesville uh, crisis, which was horrible. But I've looked at that footage probably 20 times. You have the Antifa on one side of the street and the Nazis on the other side of the street beating the hell out of each other. I've watched it over and over again with sticks, shields, baseball bats. And President Trump said he abhorred violence on both sides, any side. And I saw the two sides, and to fight, you need two different people to get in a, in a horrible fight. Now, of course, this was disgraceful, this man murdering that woman. But I, I kept looking at this footage. It wasn't like there were people sitting peaceful and the Nazis came upon them. They were both beating the hell out of each other, Antifa on one side and the Nazis on the other. How can we get the media to show the footage and explain this violence on the left and the right, which is terrible. I mean, we saw the shooting of the Congressman Scalise uh, by the left. Here we have a crazy man on the right, a Nazi, killing this woman. How do we get the truth out, Nick Langworthy? It's so difficult, Brian. Um, you know, and, and then you've had the media just doing nothing but focusing on that situation and the president's remarks. Uh, he denounced extremism. Uh, most Americans would denounce extremism on all sides. Uh, anyone that wants to raise hands and harm someone else or deprive someone else of their right to life, liberty, in the pursuit of happiness is dead wrong. Uh, the president believes that. The American people believe that. But the media uh, only believes one side of that. And, and if, uh, you know, there, there is absolutely no defense in we most denounce in the most strongest language possible the Ku Klux Klan, uh, white nationalists, white supremacists. There is no room for that in 2017 in the United States of America. Uh, there's also no room for people that uh, pursue violence against law enforcement, that look to uh, harm others, um, you know, create unrest. Uh, we should have the ability to enjoy the freedoms that we have in this country. Uh, and there are people that want to disrupt our lives. Uh, and, and those extremes need to be denounced. We need to do everything we can to marginalize and alienate those folks. And I think that's what the president was trying to say, but the president uh, in many cases, doesn't uh, uh, necessarily speak like a politician. 
and he hasn't doesn't use crafted careful language uh and and so so a statement which did denounce extremism in all shapes or forms including white supremacy in the Ku Klux Klan and other uh elements of white nationalism that got misconstrued and it was poorly handled but I believe we've moved beyond it. Uh, I think the, the the country needs to unite against extremism at all fronts. But unfortunately, the media wants to create uh, an, an era where we're treating every uh, part of American life uh, like professional wrestling. Well, you know, I've seen the footage in Ron Kessler, the noted author of White House Detail. I believe he wrote a piece uh, that was distributed uh, nationally, and he chronicled Donald Trump in the last 30 years condemning racism and Nazism and the KKK for 30 years. Why doesn't the mainstream media tell this? I mean, how many times does Donald Trump have to Brian. tell people it, that he is, hates Nazis, the KKK, and white supremacy? How many times? This is, this is an agenda-driven media this point. It doesn't fit the narrative. They want to delegitimize them. They want to behave like people that are on late night uh, you know, talk shows instead of people presenting the news. And uh, this president's never going to get a fair shake from this media. We just have to accept that as, as conservatives. Uh, and, and honestly, the media has lost uh, most, if not all, credibility at this point. All right. Let's talk about the president's popularity. I think in the last uh, few weeks, it's hovering between 34 and 36 percent uh, popular. The most of the mainstream media don't get along with the president of the United States. He does tweet. He gets his viewpoint out to 20, 30 million people every week and goes around the media, just like Ronald Reagan went around the media, going right to the American public. Are we going to see a rise in the popularity, particularly with his compassion and love for the people of Texas? Are we going to see this get better? I, I see. I think so, Brian. I mean, you know, you have, uh, you know, eventually the president's got to do his job and not just respond to, you know, whatever political crises of the day there is, or whatever the media chooses to uh, create as the crisis of the of the moment. Um, I, I think that the president has got to work on tax reform. Uh, make no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, that is something that the American people want. Uh, they, they want a, a more affordable tax structure, a tax structure that doesn't require so much difficulty in filing our personal income taxes. We need lower corporate income tax rates. Uh, and <clears throat> I believe this president can accomplish this because, you know, taxes are an issue that unites Democrats and Republicans. Uh, you know, no matter um, what their view of the world, many people in the United States of America uh, will tell their Democrat U.S. senator, I want lower taxes. So uh, I, I think that the president, if he focuses on this, uh, he can find a common ground with uh, the Republicans that are opposing him in the Congress and, uh, and, and also many Democrats left. There, there's an awful lot of Democratic seats up in the next election uh, where it would be very hard-pressed for those members to not support a common-sense way forward on tax reform. 
We're going to talk about the candidate for Erie County Clerk in just a moment. We have a plug here. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegman stores for home delivery. Call 716-835-9454. That's 835-9454, area code 716, to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. Special thanks to those who've called regarding our recent guest, Russ Salvatore, Chairman of the Erie County Legislature, John Mills, and Erie County Sheriff, Tim Howard. Coming up, we're going to have a program on mental health with NAMI in Boca Raton, Florida. New York State Senator James DeFrancesco, who's thinking about running for governor of New York, and former U.S. Ambassador to Finland, Earl Mack. A little bit more information about Nicholas A. Langworthy. Since he was elected chairman, the Republican Party in Erie County has been growing, winning, and leading. In 2013, a Republican majority was elected to the county legislature for the first time in 40 years. His era of party leadership has led to great victories, including the election of Congressman Chris Collins, County Comptroller Stefan Mahaliu, Erie County Clerk Chris Jacobs, and the re-election of Tim Howard. Now I want to talk about Mickey Kearns. You suffer from day one being so far behind in registration of about 150,000 people in Erie County. You've got a dynamic young candidate with a business background. He's served in the state assembly. He's well-known. Is Mickey Kearns going to win? I think Mickey Kearns is going to win. He's working very hard day by day. He's got a couple uh, annoying primaries that are uh, uh, on his agenda right now. The the Democrats... um, uh, are working to try to steal the conservative line by deception, uh, the independence party line by deception. Uh, I think they're, they're going to be stopped, and Mickey Kearns is going to be elected uh, our next Erie County clerk. I mean, Mickey is someone uh, that has defied party labels. Um, he is a registered Democrat. Uh, he became an assemblyman by running as a Republican. Uh, and Mickey is someone that's always put the taxpayers first, and that's that's why we're supporting him for Erie County Clerk. He's someone that has uh, done what's right, not what's easy, and, and is uh, a freshman, a brand-new minted assemblyman. He took on his party leadership in Albany and fought Sheldon Silver, calling for his resignation uh, and demanding reforms uh, when, when the sexual harassment lawsuits and, and complaints from employees were rocking uh, the Assembly Democratic Conference. He was the first one out at the forefront calling uh, for heads to roll. Uh, when Shelley Silver was indicted uh, in, in, by the federal government for corruption, he was the first one out of the gates, before even Republicans stood up uh, to criticize him, calling for his ouster and uh, saying he was a tyrannical leader that was really stopping so much progress in our state. Um, He's, he's the kind of guy that's going to do what's right regardless of what uh, party leaders think. Uh, and, and that's a refreshing uh, scenario for the taxpayers of Western New York. And he's going to take that same can-do-it attitude and reform-minded culture and bring that to the Erie County Clerk's Office. And why that's so important for us is we had an excellent county clerk in Chris Jacobs, and he did such a great job reforming the office, taking the politics out, 
putting professionalism in. I there's, you know, I don't run into you know lawyers or, or people that are you know real estate attorneys, uh, real estate professionals that are constantly in the county clerk's office. They tell me it's never run better uh, than it has under Chris Jacobs. Uh, we need someone that's going to take that to the next level. Uh, and uh, you know, Mickey's got some great plans to all you know expand the great program Chris Jacobs uh, you know put in place for the uh, Thank a Vet program, providing a veterans discount uh, to you know at thousands of local businesses across Erie County, uh, allowing uh, veterans to get a card issued by the clerk's office, and and they can go save real money on goods and services around the county. So it helps the economy, and it helps our veterans as a way to say thank you uh, for our service to our country. So uh, I, I think Mickey Kearns is an outstanding candidate. He has worked extraordinarily hard, and I believe he will be elected our next Erie County Clerk. Let's talk about Stefan Mahali, your Erie County controller. He's aggressive. He never gives up. He seems uh, quite popular with his audits. Uh, they've got a lot of bite. Uh, how does it look for him to be reelected as Erie County controller Stefan Mahali? I mean, try as the county executive might, he is not going to defeat Stefan Mahalo in this election. I mean, the county executive is trying to, he's got a hand-selected candidate, um, and I won't even mention that candidate's name. But uh, he's uh, invested a lot of money and uh, worked very hard to stop Stefan because Stefan has, has been someone that has shed a lot of light on some risky schemes that the county executives put forward. And, you know, the finances of Erie County aren't quite as rosy as Mark Polencar says every time he steps at a podium. And Stefan Mihailu has been there every single step of the way to shine a bright light and bring transparency to the finances of Erie County. And that drives this county executive crazy. So uh, he's going to keep doing the job he was elected to do, which is to bring balance and common sense into the office of the Erie County Controller, someone that can watch our books and, and bring that same kind of spirit that Alfreda Slominski brought to the office of Controller, uh, you know, an independence, uh, but also a fighting spirit and someone that's not intimidated by anyone. Very good. For those who just tuned in to the Rusk Report, our guest is the popular Erie County Republican Chair Nicholas A. Langworthy on the Rusk Report. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, Montreal, or Washington, D.C., to our 50,000 watts of clear channel power to 17 states and much of Canada, drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Buffalo, New York, 14226, Suite 200. We'd love to hear from our Canadian and European listeners. A little bit more information about Nick Langworthy. All this has been done in a county where Democrats outnumber Republicans by a two-to-one margin. Chairman Nick Langworthy continues to grow local Republican representation by recruiting strong, taxpayer-focused candidates to serve at the state, county, town, and village levels of government. Nick Langworthy, popular Erie County Republican chairman. Now let's talk about another young man who has a tremendous business background who helped turn around General Motors. He uh, has been on this program a few times. He's uh, talking seriously of running for governor of New York from a private sector background, not a politician. Harry Wilson, how does it look for your friend Harry Wilson for the next governor of New York? 
I, uh, I I think that Harry is absolutely an outstanding candidate that will do a terrific job for us uh, uh, in this race. I mean, here is someone that's got the perfect resume uh, for the office of uh, governor of the state of New York. He's a turnaround artist. He's someone that has uh, uh, the experience and know-how of uh, uh, of, of being in the trenches on Wall Street, but also, you know, going in, looking under the hood of broken companies, fixing them and turning them around so that they're prosperous and, you know, continue to employ people. Uh, he's uh, a native of rural Fulton County, New York, in the capital district of the state, uh, the son of, uh, of of Greek immigrants. He's a first-generation American. I mean, that's a story that uh, is a great New York story, a great American story. And, you know, he went from uh, a, a very working-class background uh, to go on to Harvard uh, and, and to, uh, you know, enjoy great success in his, his private sector life. So he, he is someone that I think takes the blend of uh, understanding the plight of upstate New York, uh, with uh, the life uh, you know he enjoys in in the suburbs in New York City and understanding what people go through there, but then also, you know the Rolodex uh, in in understanding you know the big business of of New York City. So I think you know you've got someone there that really blends all three key components uh, to uh, to understanding what it's like to be a New Yorker, and. We have a governor that is is in the process of driving the state off a cliff. I mean, he's infringing on our rights as New Yorkers. You know, whether you look at the New York State Act and 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 just what he's done, uh, trying to create um, you know law-abiding gun owners into criminals. Uh, what you see with these uh, phony, you know, uh, jingoistic. Uh, economic development plans that it really all they do is buy commercials to promote this governor and his his job as governor i mean there's uh so much you know 50 million plus invested on television advertisements to run in our own state uh, it, it's a pathetic exercise, and and then you see the corruption, and you know people right under the governor's nose, someone that he referred to in his father's eulogy as another brother. Um, you know, on trial for bilking taxpayers and taking you know illegal kickbacks. Uh, this is this is the administration of Governor Andrew Cuomo. On top of it, now our our fellow citizens in New York City are starting to see the dysfunction of this government as the uh, the transit authority has fallen apart. Uh, 70% of New York City residents say their lives have been adversely affected by the fact that, you know, the subway system in New York has got severe crises and delays. Uh, people can't get where they need to go on time. Uh, their 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 jobs are being affected. Their personal lives are being affected. And there's only one person to point to, and that's the governor of the state of New York, because he's siphoned money out of this very important authority to fund pet projects around the state. Um, this has been mismanagement for the last eight years. Make no mistake. Uh, we need to turn around the state and fix it. I think Harry Wilson uh, could very well be the guy that could help defeat Andrew Cuomo. Uh, I think his um, his profile uh, meets uh, the opportunity. He's willing to put in $10 million of his own money, which certainly levels a playing field. And uh, I think he's willing to take the fight to this governor. Very bright man, not a politician. 
private sector, great success story. Harry Wilson has been on this program a couple times. Let's talk about another man who's not a politician, Chris Collins, who is now the liaison uh, from Congress to the President of the United States, a very uh, pro-military, conservative, libertarian, who is for uh, the right to bear arms. Chris Collins, how is he doing for re-election? I have no fear of Chris Collins' reelection. I think he's uh, he's done an outstanding job as our congressman. His district, he's he's voting like his district wants him to. He's supporting our president like his district wants him to. Uh, and I, he's going to be no matter what the governor wants to do to get in his way. Chris Collins will be reelected uh, to the Congress in 2018. All right, let's talk about the reelection of President Trump. He's having rallies with 10 or 15 thousand people cheering and cheering and cheering. Uh, how does it look for him to be reelected as president of the United States? Well, Brian, I, I think if I think the president would be uh, reelected uh, if uh, if the election were held today. I, I think that the, the states in which he uh, won, I think, would vote for him again. Uh, I'll tell you, I was just in Michigan over the weekend briefly for a, a family visit, and uh, he seems to be very. In the state of Michigan, I mean, there's they, people like a bold and decisive leader, and someone that says what they mean and means what they say, and someone that's addressing uh, jobs in this country and the jobs that we've lost and our former economic greatness. Uh, he's done that. He will continue to do that, and I believe he'd be reelected today if if the election were held. Let's talk about the very difficult balance with the New York State Senate. It was a plus to get Chris Jacobs elected to the New York State Senate in a predominantly Democratic district. And it's a very interesting situation where these independent Democrats side with the Republican leadership in the Senate. So there's a balance with a Democratic-controlled assembly and a Republican-controlled Senate. Are we going to keep this balance in New York State? Well, I would certainly prefer to see uh, us take an outright majority and, and have real Republican leadership, and I think that needs to be the goal. Um, you know, I, I think that we should do more to, to move that forward and, and less to rely on breakaway Democrats who can, you know, very often just come back together. Um, I think it, it's a dangerous uh, slope. Uh, I'd love to see the state Senate become more than just a body that stops bad policy. I'd like to see them actually you know, put a pro-growth agenda forward for the taxpayers of the state of New York. We haven't seen that quite yet, but they have very, very perilous uh, numbers in terms of uh, uh, their conference, and it, it makes it very difficult. Now let's talk about Republican registration. We're in a state that's two to one Democratic. You're behind 150,000 in Republicans in Erie County. How are we going to get more young people and the average citizens and all these blanks to register as Republicans in Erie County, New York State? Well, we haven't been successful getting people to register as Republicans, but we're certainly getting them to vote as Republicans. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at our last election, President Trump received um, – he only lost Erie County by five votes. He performed better in Erie County than any presidential candidate since Ronald Reagan in 1984, and that's that's in a year where Ronald Reagan took 49 states. Um, that is, it was an extraordinary performance. He won towns and communities that a Republican hasn't won for years and years, and uh, it it really, really um, uh, is um, a testament to taking a taxpayer first message. Uh, forward in um, 
in this day and age. I think, you know, Democrats, whether they, you know, there are still conservative Democrats in this community, they overwhelmingly supported the president. And uh, I think they'll continue to support our pro-growth, common sense, conservative candidates that we put forward. I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. We've learned a great deal from a young, bright, capable leader of the Erie County Republican Committee, often talked about as a future New York State Republican Chairman, Nicholas A. Langworthy. Get any thoughts or comments, write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. Thank you for enlightening us, Chairman Nicholas A. Langworthy. Thank you. Have a great week. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.